for your time and the privilege you have as God's people is that we have, we have access to Him and He has access to us. Because without Him, your Christian life is baseless. The Holy Spirit is the one who authenticates your Christian life. His place in our midst, His place in our lives cannot be our exercise. Because on our own we can do nothing. There's nothing that you and I can do that can truly be stuff. But we are acceptable in the sight. Nothing. I assure you, nothing. Your prayer lacks capacity. Your act of worship cannot please God. So it is the spirit, the Bible says, that helps our infirmity. That was what? So that our inadequacy is the Holy Spirit that comes to make it up. That's why Jesus told the disciples, wait, don't go, yes, don't go and do anything until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Every fast is very important, therefore God. And so as the Holy Spirit is leading the church, He's bringing to bear everything that we need. And so that's why we are so blessed to have him in our midst. He didn't just come to bless us and go. He came to be with us in the journey. Amen. Amen. He has come to be with us in our journey as a corporate body, the body of Christ, the church, and as individuals. So that's why we must open ourselves up to him to give feeling us up. All the time. All the time. If he takes his grace away from us, everything in us becomes ill. Everything in us becomes negative. Very important I want to understand that. Your life is dependent on what the spirit is doing. Paul understood it when he says, as many who are led by the spirit, these are the sons and the daughters of God. If you despise him, you will be the one making yourself vulnerable. So on this day, by the Spirit has unveiled us again to the need for us to acknowledge that we have received the Christ and that he has been manifested. He has been manifested. A big family self-disclosure, self-manifestation, self-revelation. The package has been unveiled. Praise the Lord. What we receive has been unveiled. Okay? Remember Samuel, when he was presenting Jesus in the temple, at last, operating master, you give leave your servant to go in peace and quality of promise, and that says, For my eyes have seen the salvation which prepared for all the nations, the light, the Lord, to enlighten the Gentiles, and the glory which you have prepared for your people, Israel. Three things. First is salvation. Second is what? Light. Third is what? Glory. glory. 
That is what you know, the senior, you know, unveiled and he has seen the convertible. That is the Jesus that God gave us. So the faith was celebrated that you, as an individual, us as a corporate body, were testifying and agreeing and accepting that I have received salvation. I have received light. I have received glory. Have you testified before? Have you ever lifted your hand up and in heaven? You say, Father, I want to thank you because I have received the light. I have received salvation. I have received the glory. Have you ever lifted your hand up? And close your eyes. Lift your hand up and lift your hand up. Verbally, not just in your mind. Say, Father, Father I, thank you I thank you for the gift of Jesus. For the gift of Jesus. I stand to testify. I stand to testify. I have received him. I have received him. He is my salvation. He is my salvation. He is my light. He is my light. He is my glory. He is my glory. Amen. Amen. It is days of that that the first step is coming. Arise and shine. Then you go and pray, go shine. Is that what the Holy Ghost said? He said, go and pray and shine. He says, arise. Many Christians are still sitting down. You know, there was this story of a young boy in the classroom. And the teacher was celebrating everything because he was a student. And then they asked him to stand up. And the guy was being rude a little bit. And the teacher was comforting with some disadvantages. And the guy standing up, stood up. I said, Yes, good for you. I said, Yes, sir. And then they asked him to stand up. In my mind, I'm teasing that. And then I did that. So sometimes there are some Christians who tell me, I'm a Christian. But in their minds, they are not the world. Your true identity as a Christian is manifested in this great context. Just mention that salvation, deliverance from the kingdom of darkness, light. The word of God has hit the chambers of your soul. You are not the same again. That is transformed person by the agency of the world. The word has taken place. Thirdly. You are not being catapulted under the government of God. You are living to manifest the dividend of the kingdom of God. That's why I said you are in the world. You are not of it. And to show that acknowledgement of the Gentile world who have seen the light, the light to enlighten the Gentiles, the gospel presents to us three wise men. Who independently on their own, men of interior meditation were able to discern the stars, the galaxy, they can understand the language of the cosmos. And they saw a star. And they went to discern that this one is a sign that something has happened. Somebody great has been born. This kind of person, that star shows that he's the king of all kings. Themselves were kings in their different places. They were wise because they were not being controlled by the elements of life. 
they will understand life. They will read and discern the movement of things physically. Independently of their own, they say they must go and give honor to whom honor is what? And they went with gifts. It was why they were moving, the star was carrying them onto their own net. It's surprising me. Come on, what's, what am I doing? I'm from this time. Me too. Oh, me too. Ah, the design of the king and the world is yes. They are not Jews. They are not people of Israel on their own. Having who knows the kind of religion they are practicing. But they were able to see something. I refuse to remind them. Praise the Lord. Me, I refuse to be blind. They went. And when they came to the land of Israel, they felt that they should honor their fellow king. And they went with Jesus Christ. I said, Oh, king, what are we to honor this king that was born? We saw the star. That one was blind. He doesn't even know. In his own territory, something good is happening. He cannot be said. Amen. Amen. There are Christians, God is in their midst doing things they can't design. It's pitiable. May you not be a victim of that type of relativity in the name of Jesus Christ. Other things came me to tell you, three things came to your territory to tell you that something is happening in your midst. And all that will come out of this heaven is what? Hatred. Who is that king? That is born. Hatred. Others came to honor, he came to kill. Say the man heart. The Bible says the heart of man is perverse and dubious. That is for those who allow the devil to come and build his structures in their life. Because the devil cannot just come and use anybody without your permission. Either you get permission by your laziness or by your yielding yourself to elemental lifestyle. Life of the following life that we're calling the following life. That should have struck him and said, Wow, in my eternity, something great is happening. Wow, hey, hold on. How did you let's go? I think I can even I didn't see the star. I can join you. That is that led to this place. I want to be part of it. I thought that it's happening in my intention. Let us celebrate. But when your heart is evil, even when you see good that will help you, you miss it. The Bible says, for he who is evil, everything is. I can hear you. For he who is good, everything is good. Your heart is the goggle through which you see the things of life. Instead of joining them, the man said, Go and find out and give me details. That I too may go and make homage. Be very careful what person we are about. 
They were praying, telling good things, but in their hearts, they are wishing no evil. Amen. Yeah. And so, if you are good and heart is good, God will always protect you. You can see it innocently. They went, people they rested that night. And then they came and told them, Don't go back to that your fellow king. His own kingship is a wicked kingship. May God comes to preserve his own who are good in the name of Jesus Christ. Who are not partners of wickedness. Partners of sabotage. Partners of death and destruction. All you will see in the birth of Jesus is to kill. And for that he gave others. 13,000 male children were killed in Rama that day. What has he gained? Did he rule beyond his life? Did he escape death? But unfortunate. His name enters for the bad records. And God has right. They start left them. If your heart is good, the Holy Spirit of God, the light of God will always lead you. It's a choice you have to make. Jesus said, Blessed are the true in heart. It's a choice you make. Nobody makes your heart pure. For you to accept it, it means you have corrupt hearts. Hearts that harbor all kinds of scavenging dimensions of things. Things that virtual only fits on. It's so terrible. God doesn't want you to be a one who harbors such things. That's what I say. Blessed are those who have made choices. To have a pure heart, a serene heart, an open heart, a heart that loves God beyond measure. Not with measurement. If God blesses me today, I will serve God today. If God doesn't bless me today, sorry. How can something be happening in your territory? I don't know. Even you call the Nazis to explain. And they explain to you his lead. What led him there was his appetite. Power drunk. Even if Jesus was coming to consume news as for him, he was just newly born. At least Jesus would be 40 years before he becomes the king. So let's say, heaven was 40 years. Well, I doubt he will be born at that. It means that when Jesus will take over from him, if he was sitting that way, he will be when he was 80 years. When you are blind, you don't see clearly. Everything threatens you. Even the earth will pursue you. The Bible says, the wicked world, why nobody pursues you? He can't even think nationally. His brain has collapsed. Common sense has left him. And so, as God's people, we must understand what God is doing and not partner with Satan. Satan is spellbound, your measure, to pull down anyone who is in the image of God. And anyone who subscribes to whatever he's doing will be used. May that not be a portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
And so as regards the people of God who are testifying today that that light, that salvation, that glory I have received is now part of me. And I can join my mother Mary to say, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked down upon me, his lovely servant. Henceforth, all generations shall come be blessed. For the Almighty has what? Has done what? Great things for me. And holy is his name. What is those great things? He has given me salvation. He has given me light. He has given me his glory. Shall we be the man? That is the identity, child of God. If this does not make sense to you, then you are worthless in the spirit. You are way to be so light in the spirit. Those intentions that the discreet gifts he gave you will be what will be piloting the affairs of your life. Your life is now being powered from the grace and the power of salvation. Oh, say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God unto salvation. The power of God unto salvation. So this must power our life every day. You must be conscious of it. You must accept it and make it your life, you know, pattern every day. What is wrong in my life? What is making me do the things I do? What is inspiring these ideas in my head? This is what I want to do now. What is inspiring it? It could be no other thing, but you have to discern what is manipulating your mind and bring those thoughts to your mind. Because your mind must be evangelized, your emotions must be evangelized, then your body must follow suit. But it starts first on your mind. The strong God of gossip, how does he hold his pen pound? At any time you see that with somebody, it is about. No, destroy somebody's character every time to a point where people, your friends, when they see you, they already know that as they are coming, some gossip was happening. You've got to deal with that. Yes, they'll say, I know at least time it comes to Moses and they'll be dodging you systematically. Why do I have such things to leave you? The case of salvation has come to liberate you from that, but that liberation cannot happen unless what? You cooperate with it. You must say, Lord, I'm giving this up. Enough is enough. I don't want to do a channel of destruction. I want to do a channel of blessing. This must be our understanding. And the feast of today is emphasizing this because by tomorrow we shall have the baptism of the Lord and then we'll enter the ordinary time. Don't mind that the church calls the ordinary time. It's called the time of the fullness of life. Meaning that you have truly received the fullness of the life of Jesus. And that's why everything will change to green, filling the life of Jesus. Because he said, uh, I have come that you may have life and what? And have it abundantly. So he's uh, testifying today that we have received the abundant life. And now we want to live that life. What has the grace of salvation done in your life? 
If you don't give it your attention, if you don't give it your time and meditate on it every day and pray with it, that grace will not be made You will still be in bondage, but will be grace of salvation in your heart. That's why Paul says what? Work out your salvation. With what? Yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah. Can we say it much louder? Yeah. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your good acts with fear and trembling. Work out your act of love with fear and trembling. Work out your act of forgiving your neighbor with fear and trembling. Work out your act of prayer life with fear and trembling. Nothing in the realm of the spirit comes easy. There are Christians who sit down and want Jesus to just work out easily for them. No. You've got to put up some fight. Because the devil will contend that grace you have in your heart. If he fought in heaven, do you think you're not fighting here? They will fight you here. You won't see this guy. But he will engage your mind and twist your mind and fill your mind with all kinds of stupid, stupid, stupid things. He will engage your emotions. He will twist your emotions to harbor all kinds of negative energies. Then, as time goes on, he will twist and begin to truncate your body and make you inhabit all kinds of bad habits that you are struggling to break and you can't come out. But by the virtue of today's grace, in any way that he has, you know, carried out this wickedness in any dimension of our life, by the grace of civilization, we are liberated in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So that we can live freely and serving God in holiness and righteousness. Arise and shine. The truth arise. The truth arise. This year, make it an appointment with God. And you will truly arise in your Christian work. You see, whatever you don't sit down to decide, don't expect it to work. What did Jesus say? He said, the Christian life is like a man who wants to build a house. You have to, first of all, sit down and count the cost. You've got to count the cost of what it means to live a life that is pleasing to God. A life of glory. A life of fullness of joy. It will cost you something. It will cost you some legitimate things that life offers. Things that are normal, they are not seen in themselves. Because he says if your righteousness does not exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you will not see the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you must arise and shine the light that God has given to you. I just want to explain a little bit on this light because some make the argument that it is um, uh, your, just your good works that people see. That is the light. Amen. Amen. But it's beyond that. It's beyond just your good works. The light is truly a light. But cannot be seen with physical eyes. It's a spiritual light. It's a spiritual light. And that light has an energy in it. Every light you see has an energy in it. Like this book you are seeing right now. If you go and touch them, you can feel the heat they emit. Likewise, too. When God puts this life in you, 
and the light is ignited in you, it has the capacity to do what? To emit energy. That energy is what gives you capacity to do the good you are able to do. Amen? Amen. That's what inspires the choice you make. The ability to see evil and see good and be able to say no to evil, no matter how pleasant or how alluring the evil will be, you will have capacity to say no. If that energy is responsible. It exercises them through what they call the self-control. Why are many Christians not able to resist the temptation that comes their way today? Because they lack that energy. They pray about it and say, give me the grace to follow. Abundant grace to follow. Give me the grace to follow. Your grace is enough for me. And when they see that prayer, they now wait for grace. And when they mess up again, they say, God, why? Why can't God just give me enough grace? Uh, the grace is there already. Praise the Lord. Is there. You are the one to exercise it. Just like you ate some food yesterday. Do you know where the energy is? The energy of the food you ate yesterday. Where is it? Is it your cheek? Or your hand? Or your leg? But if you want to walk now, you don't ask, don't have energy. You just start, start exercising the energy. Okay? That's how it is. So it's a light that carries an energy. And that energy has capacity to shut down the energy of darkness. Because he says, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. There's an energy that covers this earth we are seeing right now. And we are all living in the midst of this darkness. As one grows with God, you begin to understand the different dimensions of this darkness and how it has capacity to mess you up big time. And reduce to a gift instead of that child of God, creating his own image and his own likeness. That darkness is what begets all the wickedness we see, all the bad habits, all the decadence, all the corruption, the immorality, all the destruction of institutions that we're seeing that is ravaging our world today. That's the darkness that covers the earth. It's a curse. It has energy in it. And so anyone who becomes a victim of that darkness sees himself with his normal senses, you see him doing things that are not in line with the light of God's word. So if you don't have this light, you can't contend with this darkness. May God give us grace to have this light to contend with this darkness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Shout the thunders, Amen. Amen. Shout the loudest, Amen. Amen. This darkness you can't see through the physical eyes, but you can feel it. That's what runs down your finances. Be questioning why is my money going down? You receive money, you want to use it before you know it. Little things come and just take away your money. You say, I don't know where my money went. Darkness is responsible. You go to hospital, you are sick, you are feeling pains, they test you all over. They say, Sorry, we can't find anything. Darkness is responsible. You want to do good, but the good you want to do, you see yourself doing evil all the time. It's responsible, it's darkness. It's an invisible force that clings on the minds of men and women and holds down their emotions 
and truncate their decisions and push them into things that will bring them into the realm where they become victims all the time. The light that Jesus has given to you is to give you power over that those darkness. May you walk in the light of that light in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Walk in that light. Many years ago, I remember as a young boy growing up, I came from a background that is highly, you know, um, beset with all forms of um, diabolical things, you know. I grew up in a village, not in a township. And so such places, there are things that happen that are very obnoxious. You can see a lot of charms and all kinds of things everywhere. So I was a victim from childhood, being molested severely, physically, sometimes my dreams and all that. At the point, my health, my life was in danger. Almost every day, three months every day, I must be so sick that my parents would give up on me. It happens for about three, four years. And then I said to I was struggling. I was in the church. I was in an altar server, receiving communion. I would cry and cry and cry. I would see the face of God. People prayed for me. To not avail. Once that time is coming, surely I'll be sick again. All kinds of things manifest in my life. But I, I can continue to press on through prayer. Seeking the light of God. I say, God, I'm serving you. I'm in the church. I do all the prayers. You know how they live I am. Why is this happening to me? I'm all not in your house. How can I be in your house and the devil will be slapping me? Can't you stand as my father and fight for me? And then I was inspired to start reading the scriptures. Until one day I stumbled on where he said, by his wounds were healed. Nobody taught me that. It came like a revelation. By my wounds you are healed. I said, what? That word, you are, caught my attention. I tried to search other Bibles, and I saw that it was consistent, that it has happened already. I said, Lord, what do you mean by this? He said, yes. My cause of prayer? He said, yes, I am healing. I said, if you have healed me, then why am I suffering like this? Why the pains? Why the frustration? He says, because you have not accepted what I have done for you. I said, what? Me? I'm coming to the church. When they say, God bless, I say, amen. Now, I'm accepting it. He said, no. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm sharing this because somebody may be blessed by this also. He said, don't just accept it like that. If it does not dominate your mind, you cannot show up in your life. I say, what? He said, you're only accepting by your word of mouth. I said, wow. I said, how do I go about it? He said, listen to my spirit. My spirit will guide you. I know one night I was just in the scriptures seeking the face of God in this dimension. At least I now knew that something has happened, but how do I assess it now? How do I remain in that dimension? That's what light does to you. The light of God will lead you to things so that when you come into them, they can manifest in your life. So just to trick me, because I had no mentor, nobody was there to guide me, I was in the scripture, all of a sudden I slept, and my face fell on the Bible like that. Then in my dream, I heard myself, I saw myself, Praying, where I was kneeling in the church, praying. And as I was praying, all those times I was saying, Oh God, do something now. Oh God, do me intervene. You are my God. I serve you. The more I was praying that way, the more I saw darkness around me. I saw this cushion of 
air with that cloud around me. Then in that same dream, all of a sudden again, I saw myself where I was praying that prayer where he said, by my wounds you are healed, and I was now adding other things, and I saw sparks of fire coming out of my mouth and dissolving that cloud of darkness. And I woke up. I said, what is happening here? I knew God was trying to show me something. That if your prayer is not rooted in the word of God, it will have the capacity to deal with the invisible darkness that constitutes those problems that beset us. Shout a big amen. amen. Are we together here? Yes. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, are you here? Amen. What the answer? Yes. Some may answer. So, and that's, eh, so, it now encourages me, and that's so that the more you pray, God does not listen to your own words as He listens to His own word that is in your mouth. Did you catch this now? Yes. Praise the Lord. So, I began to pick every scripture passage that has to do with healing. And now I began to speak them in my prayers. Thanking God that he has healed me. Now, I noticed something. That the more I did that, the more I was, my mind was changing. I was, now no, I was no longer waiting for God to do something. I was now appreciating God for what he has done. My mentality had now changed. And so I will not see myself as a hopeless person anymore. I am now seeing myself as one who is who has been helped by God. So it changed my attitude. You know that some people who are sick, eh, their attitude can be so terrible. This is someone who is paralyzed, right? All the two, two legs are paralyzed, one hand is gone. And he's only having one active hand. You are helping the person and he can use this hand and slap you. Have you noticed before? He's sick. That's to show you the level of the heart condition of that person. Some will insult you. No, 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 no. It's not proper at all. So he started changing my attitude, changing my mind. So I was no longer seeing it as if I'm abandoned, I'm rejected, and all that. And so the more I noticed that my mind was changing, the more I noticed that my system was improving. So I now began to meditate on that more and more. Surely he bore my sicknesses. Surely he carried my infirmities. The chastisement of our peace was laid on him. By his wounds, I am healed. So it was no longer, I wasn't looking unto God again. He has given it to me, I must be the one to digest it. And I kept speaking. So God showed me that revelation that the more I digest it, the more the life of the world will come out invisibly. I was not seeing it, but he showed it to me in my dream. And it was dissolving the darkness that was responsible for my health issues. Are you learning something here now? Anytime you are in bondage in any area of your life, if you are to forensically search in the spirit, you will see that there is a darkness seated in that area of your life. It could be your marriage, it could be your health, it could be your finances, be your career. But if you don't have this insight, you'll be asking God for things. 
But God surely has blessed you. But the devil is the one intervening. That's where you need the light of God. And the Bible says, those in darkness have seen a great light. So it's not even a small light. It's a great light. That's the light that shot down a man called Paul or Saul on his way to Damascus. And his eyes got burnt. That light is great. Remember, this is the Lord said that she will lead us as a family. By what? Divine illumination. Have you forgotten? 2023, the year of what? Divine illumination. So that's why this year, whether the devil likes it or not, whether men and women like it or not, this center will record outstanding testimonies beyond measure. I don't care how the devil wants to twist it. I don't care how what's going to be the disposition of people because the Lord has said it, he will surely do it. This is the beginning of our life for your information. We're just beginning. People from the east, from the west, from the south will come and pick the light of God. This divine illumination, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. The caliber of people that will be coming here and you see God blessing them. Then you who have been sitting here be wondering and say, ah, how can people be coming and collect things and I'm here? But you too will collect abundantly in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the light we are celebrating this year. God will so illumine me, illumine you. Your mind will fire. Your emotions will harbor the light of God. Your body will carry the, the presence of God. And things that were not working for you, they will start working. You see, the problem with people is that they want you to pray for them for things to come. Then when you pray for them, when they think come and they go, the darkness comes and ravages again. But God wants to give you light. Once you have it, it is permanent with you and it will keep everything under its cover. I don't believe in giving you a banana to eat. I will teach you how to plant a banana for you to grow so that you can have it all the year long. May that be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Those who are in darkness have seen a great light. And it says, a nation shall walk by your light. People will come into your light and be blessed. Amen. Are you understanding me now? Yes. People will come to you for favor. Through you, God will network people. Not, you're not looking for who will help you. God, by his light, has raised you a destiny helper. Hmm. I don't want to be faster than today. Hmm? <laughs> Some people's story will change dramatically. Mark my words. Things that you've been pursuing will start pursuing you. I'm trusting God for this. Don't trust again. Light has come. Amen. You catch that? Yes. Light has come. The answer to all problems of life is the light. Once it comes, darkness that is holding things spellbound. What happens? Uh -huh. So why going around the why going round round round? A journey of four days, you're making it 40 years. Huh? Say thank you, Jesus. For my light has come. Say it well. Say it well. Say my light has come. Yes. Jesus said, I brought a fire on earth. I wish it's already burning. Can you imagine? 
It's not in heaven. I brought a fire on earth. I brought it. He has brought it. He said, I wish it's burning. That men and women will hold that light and it will burn in their life. When I got this many years ago, my prayer life, talking too much to God, dropped. I began to engage myself to understand what it means to host the light of God. And I began, when I began to you know, study God in his dimension, first thing he told me is that you have to keep the first law, the new golden law, or the golden rule. That is the beginning of the shining of your light. And by that light, his glory will be seen. Strange things, supernatural manifestations will start happening. Things that defy science will start happening. So prepare your heart to host the light. That is for you to love. Love, not just love, not likeness. It's love. The life of sacrifice. The life to open yourself for others. The, the heart that does have harbor arguments that stands against God. The heart that tolerates. The heart that loves sinners and sees their life as your responsibility. Not the, the heart of envy and bitterness. Let today's feast be the beginning of a new dawn upon your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us ask Jesus at this Mass that as we have testified that we have received salvation, we have received his light, his glory will definitely be upon us. Amen. And as he has given us as a Christian community here, that this is our year of divine illumination we shall see clearly and see far beyond measure. Truly, this year shall be the greatest four years in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And as his light comes, definitely as we walk in his light, his glory will be tabernacled upon us. So get prepared this year to arise. Buckle your shoes, eh? Hello? Are we here? Look at me, look at me, look at me. Hmm? This year, Buckle your shoes. Strengthen, strengthen your trembling knees. All those areas of weakness, shut them down. And say, devil, I have given you enough room to come and harass my life. I'm battering in my life. I'm shutting the doors. No more laziness. Put on diligence. Work hard. And give your spiritual life a new focus. Be determined this day. To love more. To be a blessing to your neighbor. To be a blessing to somebody. Whether they appreciate it or not is inconsequential. You're not doing a business. Some will love and because they didn't love them back, they now get angry. They are babies in Christ. Such will not last in the journey of life. And I did for them, they didn't do for me. What type of life is that? Did God tell you to go and do something they will do for you? I greeted her, she didn't greet me, so I stopped. I don't understand. How can I waste my words? I greeted her yesterday, I greeted her today, I greeted him yesterday, and he didn't respond. And then because of that, your face changed. Say Nepius. Say Nepius. 
You are still a baby in your faith. Hallelujah. Our light will shut down darkness anywhere in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In our families, no more darkness. In our careers, no more darkness. In our going and coming in, no more darkness. And above all, no death. No death. No witchcraft. No manipulations. No confusions. No divisions. The weapons of the enemy shall not prosper in our territory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Surely they will gather. But because they are not instituted by the Lord, the Bible says they shall surely scatter. Wickedness will gang up. But the ground they have dug for others, they themselves will get into it in the name of Jesus Christ. The enemy will fashion weapons against us. But the Bible says it shall not what? Prosper. They will, they will whip, they will fashion weapons in the night, in the day, be it weapons of words, weapons of negativity, weapons of spiritual energies. But the Bible has written their history. They shall not prosper. The word of God cannot be broken. What he says, it will surely become. That's our light for this year. Beyond measure. Our children will shine. Amen. Their destinies will manifest. No curse will rest upon them. Manipulation from their schools, manipulation from their friends and people who don't know whom we give our children to as teachers and all that and they are in the different schools. You don't know what is happening. I don't know what the problem is here now. You pay heavy money and they say, send your children to school and you are bragging my children in the school. You don't know you are initiating your children to witchcraft. None of them shall be victims of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. We lay our hands on them, whatever they may be, even for those who have gone back and those who are yet to go, who will go today, the hand of God will be upon you. Yeah. The only thing that will remain on your head is God's blessings in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus said, bring them to me because their angels are what? Always ascending and descending from the throne of God. May their angels always abide with them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And so on this feast day, celebrate your light. In the course of this day, appreciate God that he has lighted you up. And as you worship him, because the light has come, substantiate your worship. Not just with empty hands. Be like the wise man. It pays to be wise in the spirit. They didn't come with empty hands. They came with things to substantiate their worship. Learn to worship God with your substance. The first substance to worship God with is with your life, your body, your life. Paul said, offer your body self as living sacrifice. Secondly, give God your time. The wise men left their thrones, left everywhere, spent time seeking for him. And finally, worship God with your treasure, your talents, and all that God has given to you. May it count in the affairs of God. Let what you do count in the affairs of God. And you will always remain as the emblem of God's glory. Bow your head and pray right now. And ask God that the blessing of his word will continue to be a living reality in the chambers of our souls.